Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Humane Nation podcast. I'm your host, Allie. Thank you guys so much for once again joining us for another episode. As always, I hope you guys are doing great. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about why you should not give live animals as Easter gifts. I know that Easter means a lot of different things for people, and some people think that it might be the best opportunity to give their loved ones animals as gifts. And mainly it's for probably the cute factor, but we're going to talk about maybe some reasons why you should reconsider doing that and also other ways you can keep your companion animals safe this Easter season. So I'm excited to jump into that, but first let's go ahead and talk about some animal news. In Michigan Saginaw Township, a teenage girl went to a exotic animal encounter experience where she was able to interact with the sloth at an exotic pet store and during this experience she ended up getting bit by the two-toed sloth named Sid. The two puncture wounds on her upper arm were so deep that she needed to have quote penetrative treatment for rabies unquote. This story written by mlive.com which is a Michigan news source included some other salacious information about the exotic pet store owner. The point I wanted to focus on really about the story is the fact that the exotic pet trade is still a very much real thing and not only harms animals involved, but also in turn harms the public. We've talked about these kind of wildlife encounters, specifically with tigers, ligers, and tigons. Actually, there's an episode dedicated to that. But when you have an animal like a sloth, you think, oh, there's low risk. What could happen, right? The reality is they are still a wild animal. And unfortunately, a lot of times people think that, oh man, this is such a cool experience. I'll be able to pet a two-toed sloth and interact with it. But when you have these kinds of wildlife encounter experiences, oftentimes they are automatically red flags. But if you're interested in learning more about these kind of wildlife encounters, um, I definitely recommend that you check out that episode. It's called Tigers, Ligers, and Tigons, Oh My. And that kind of helps shed a little bit more light about this kind of issue. But I will get off my soapbox now and move on to the next piece of news today. In other news, it is now turtle nesting season, which is super exciting. So if you live near or will be visiting a southern state such as Texas and going along the coast, the beaches, just be extra mindful when strolling the beach in case you happen to stumble upon a turtle nest with eggs. Likewise, if you happen to see a mama turtle by her nest, just let her be, let her do her thing, and you can observe, but just make sure you have a safe distance so she doesn't get spooked. But it's very exciting Sea turtles are personally one of my favorite marine life creature friends, and we know that they have a positive impact on our environment and marine health, so definitely important that they thrive. All right, you guys, that wraps up our new section. Let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. Wow, I can't believe that it's already Easter time. I don't know about for you, but this year is flying by. Easter is just one of those holidays where, you know, people really have different takes and views on how to celebrate the reason for Easter and and everything. But with, you know, new life springing up all around us and baby animals coming into the picture now with baby chicks and baby birds and bunnies, 
it all seems to tie in together. And for a lot of people, Easter just equals cute rabbits, chicks, candy, Easter baskets, and all the things. Easter bunny, you know, all of that. So people kind of use this as an opportunity to buy a bunny or buy baby ducklings or chicks and give them as gifts. And I think a lot of it has to do with the cute factor. And for some people, maybe even bragging rights, like, oh, look what we got our kids for Easter, you know? The thing is, though, and, you know, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it, obviously, Easter's coming up. It's this weekend. But also, if you remember, and if you've listened to the previous episode with Ryan and Molly from Little Woods Animal Sanctuary, Ryan touched a little bit on this subject when talking about their resident Helen, because Helen was most likely an Easter chick that ended up being dumped afterwards. And so this is why I wanted to bring it up, because after Easter rolls around, there ends up being this phenomenon of chicks, ducks, rabbits being ditched because people realize, oh wow, they're actually more work than I anticipated. And don't get me wrong, I understand that chicks and ducklings and bunnies are super cute, but that does not mean that now we have the rite of passage to just give them as a gift without doing the research it takes to raise them up properly so that they can have a great quality of life. Because ultimately, once you make that decision, whether it is for your own kids or for someone else's kids, that animal is now in their care, in their responsibility. Well, oftentimes adults might think that now it's the children's responsibility, but it's still the adult's responsibility to make sure that the animal is being properly taken care of. Because you know, it's not just for one day, it's for the rest of that animal's life. And so these are just kind of the things that I want us to be thinking about and you know, having in the back of our minds as we're going through this episode because there may be somebody that you know or maybe you've thought about it for your own kids and we just want to make sure that people have the information they need before making a decision like that. So I really like the points that the SavvySitter.org page had and I'm going to be sharing some of them while also adding in my own two cents about it. But the first reason why you should be cautious or highly considerate when thinking about adding an animal to your family during the season, whether that be a rabbit or a chick, is that they are a big responsibility. Rabbits are very cute. I've had the honor of having two companion rabbits in my life. The first companion rabbit I had was named Kimmy. When she came home, I was probably in sixth or seventh grade and Young Allie did not know what she was getting herself into at that point. Um, I looked at it more of like the cute factor and, oh, it'd be so fun. I thought it was going to be really easy because they're small and little did I know how much work they took and I wasn't prepared for that. By the time Wilbur came along in my, in our lives, which if you're not, if you're not sure who Wilbur is, I've talked about him in previous episodes. Wilbur came to us kind of on a hospice care term, and uh, he was a little, little guy, very small rabbit. He was special needs, and sadly, we had to say goodbye to him last September because he just was declining really fast, and he no longer had the quality of life 
that he once had, but we were really happy to have had him as part of our family for that time, for the last bit of his life, and give him love and safety that he needed. With all that being said, I've had experience with rabbits, and I know that they can be a lot to care for. Something to also keep in mind is that they are prey animals, and so if they're scared because, you know, your children may be loud or may not know how to properly handle a rabbit, they can kick, they can bite, they can hide, and ultimately be really stressed. Another thing to keep in mind with rabbits specifically is that they need to be stimulated, have things to do so they don't get bored and depressed. They often like to be with a friend, another rabbit friend, and their teeth keep growing. So you have to provide safe, rabbit-approved things that they can chew on, or at least make sure that their diet is including hay so that they can have that to help grind down their teeth a little bit more. And so it's just, there's a lot to think about with rabbits. Another thing to think about is, and this is just still within the realm of big responsibility, is you have to figure out where they're going to be living. Are they going to be living indoors? Where indoors? Are they going to be in a high stress environment inside? Or are you going to have them in a hutch outside? Are they going to be warm enough in the hutch? Are they going to be cool enough in the summertime? Um, Another thing to consider is, is the hutch going to be predator proof? And this is the same kind of questions that you'd need to ask yourself if you were bringing in a chick into the family. Where is the chick going to be living? Does your neighborhood allow to have chicks? Are you going to be able to make a safe coop that's predator-proof? You know, these are just some of the things to think about in regards to rabbits and chicks, which turn into chickens, as being big responsibilities. One more thing I want to talk about in regards to the responsibility aspect of having a rabbit or a chick is the fact that you need to find a rabbit-savvy vet and a chicken-savvy vet because, at least in my area here in Michigan, rabbits are considered exotic. And so there are several vets in my local area that actually aren't familiar with rabbits because of the fact that they are considered exotic. And so when we first took Wilbur to the vet, it was awful. One of the worst experiences I've ever had at a vet because he was not rabbit savvy. I did some more research around and I ended up taking him to a different vet who is familiar with exotics and does know rabbits. And he was phenomenal, absolutely amazing. And it makes a huge light and day difference when you can find a knowledgeable vet. And the same thing goes for chickens. Is there a vet in your local area that knows all about chickens and can help you when random things come up? You know, that's just another aspect of thinking about the big picture of having a rabbit or a chick as an Easter gift. The next point that the website brings up is the fact that this gets expensive between the food, the vet bills, which will inevitably happen, the pet care supplies, habitat supplies, you know, plus take into consideration the fact that now we have inflation and so all of those things just are more expensive now. Can you financially swing it? Can you and your family afford to meet the needs of a rabbit or a chick? Can you financially afford to find a coop or build a coop or a hutch that will protect a chick or rabbit from predators and from the weather? Can you financially commit to a rabbit for the next 8 to 12 years? 
which is about the average lifespan of a domestic rabbit. All of these questions are things that you should ask yourself, not only if you're thinking about adding in a companion animal for Easter time, like a rabbit or a chick, but any kind of companion animal, whether that be a rabbit or a cat. You know, these are the two big things that should be thought about when considering to add a rabbit or a chick or a duckling as an Easter gift. Responsibility, you know, knowing and acknowledging the fact that it's going to take a lot of work and being ready financially too. You know, both of those are huge things to consider when thinking about this. But as we wrap up, I just want to share one more thing, and that is just a general pet safety during Easter time um, between the Easter baskets and the candy and the spring flowers, just a general PSA for Easter time and pet safety. This Easter, you might find yourself surrounded by beautiful spring flowers such as tulips and lilies and daffodils. And just a reminder that these flowers, though pretty and super happy and springy, are actually toxic to your cats and dogs. So just be mindful that they do not have access to eat them and uh, be careful on your walks outside or if you're given flowers as gifts, you know, make sure that they have a safe place that your pets won't be able to get to. Um, in regards to the Easter baskets, the little plastic fake grass that you might have in your Easter baskets for your kids, being mindful that your dogs or cats do not ingest any of this because this can actually cause a blockage in the intestines. And so that will be obviously a major concern and emergency. So just being mindful of that. One more thing is the chocolate. As you know, chocolate is toxic to dogs. Oftentimes they have to eat large quantities, but still it's not something that we want to experiment or mess with. Same thing with cats. We want to make sure that they do not have access to the chocolate or other candy often found in Easter baskets. So just a little shout out for pet safety during this holiday season of Easter time. But I hope you all have a lovely Easter and also a safe one. And maybe instead of having a real bunny or a real chick, you can opt for a cute plush one um, from a store or bunnies by the bay have really cute plushies if you're looking for that for your kids. But overall, it's just something to keep in mind. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Humane Nation. Currently, our website is down. However, you're welcome to reach out and message us either on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at info at thehumanenation.com and we will be happy to get back to you. I hope you all have a lovely Easter season. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. <laughs>